Yo, welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey goaltender, Zach Freiberger. He is currently playing in the Michigan Independence Hockey League with the Gaylord Snow. And even before he joined the pro ranks in the MIHL, he played he played some junior hockey in the NA3HL with the Peoria Mustangs and the USPHL premiere with the Worcester Oilers before joining the Warhawks Hockey Club in the MIHL at the end of last season before ultimately joining Gaylord before this year. And he's also a Team USA deck hockey player. So that's pretty cool to be uh be represented by the or represent the USA. So that's that's pretty cool. We'll dive into that uh, throughout this episode. So Zach, I'm very happy to have you on the show. So welcome to the show, Zach Freiberger. Thank you very much for having me. It's awesome to be on here. I think it's super cool what you're doing, uh, exposing a lot of the uh, minor league guys and guys that are coming up the ranks. So it's awesome to give these guys the platform. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what it's all about. Just having the guys share their stories and like who doesn't love just shooting the shit with the with the boys and just like it brings back locker room talk pretty much. And it's just always always a good time and you learn stuff as well as like you you teach stuff as well when you're you're on these episodes and you're just talking about your career, your path a little bit. So it's it's always interesting to interesting and fun to have have people on. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, part of the, I mean, you ask any guy that quits playing hockey, that was me for three, four years was one of the biggest things you miss is always the locker room, the boys being on the ice with all of them, just the grind of going through a season with the group of guys and trying to go towards the same goal. So, yeah, absolutely. But uh, you're from Bendorf, Iowa. Before we get into like youth hockey or like your pro career and everything, like just dive into what it was like growing up in Bendorf, Iowa and going throughout the ranks all the way up until, until junior hockey. So growing up in Iowa, obviously hockey's not a prominent sport. Um, not a lot of ice down here. We got uh, one main rink down in downtown Davenport here. The quad city is going to be four cities. It's two, it's two on Davenport or two on the Iowa side, two on the Illinois side. So kind of conjoins to be one big cities. We call it quad cities. Um, so we got a rink over in Davenport that is on the Iowa side. It's going to be your rec rink. Got your pro rink. That's our full like stadium that was built in like the 90s, early 90s on the Illinois side. And that's where the Quad City Mallards came from. So Quad City Mallards were in the UHL back in the day. At one point, they had the best record, I think, in the world for any hockey team. One of those teams that would come punch you in the mouth until you said, I'm done. Um, maybe wasn't the skill, most skilled hockey team in the world. Actually, one of my teammates, Brendan Brooks, played for him back in the day. Um, Brooksy. And yeah, so yeah, they would... They, I mean, they had some of the toughest guys you'd ever seen. And that's what got me into hockey was going to those games. Nobody in my family had ever played hockey. Um, so from the time of three, it was back when the only way you could learn how to skate in town was figure skating lessons. So I went to go learn how to skate from them. Got into hockey from there um, and actually was a forward for the first four or five years. No, until I was nine. So I started skate when I was four years old. I uh, started playing goalie when I was nine, 10 years old. I always had a love for it. Um, it was a pretty good skater. Um, we never really did the travel route just because I wasn't too big into it at that point. Um, but I always loved goalie. I always played it in the garage. I always loved the pads, everything about it. Just like any goalie says, you get hooked in by the pads. Um, so I was actually one when I was like nine years old. We had these uh, summer league games that we would play like house league throughout the summer. So guys could keep their skills up 
when it wasn't hockey season. I thought, oh, I'm going to take these 90s pads that I got from our Canadian buddy in the garage and try out goalie today. Played pretty well, and the travel coach ended up coming up to our parents or to my parents and basically saying, like, he needs to try out for the travel team as goalie next year. So long story short, ended up getting new gear, transitioned over to goalie, had a really good year, and then uh, from there just started the career as a goalie kind of completely switching over from wanting to score goals to want to stop goals and uh played in the quad cities for three or four years after i started playing goalie um and then the closest place with the next highest level of hockey is going to be out in chicago um that's where a lot of players went so ended up going there played double a for my first year in chicago with orland park vikings ended up getting noticed by the triple a chicago fury the next year um, played there at that point, we were traveling twice a week, um, from Iowa, two and a half hours for practice. My dad and my grandpa would drive me. So thankful for them, um, for always doing that. And then, uh, finally, when I was 15 years old was the first time that I billeted, um, that was out in Omaha, I billeted out in Omaha, played for the U15 team, uh, really good experience, lived with a great billet family, kind of learned a lot that year, made some mistakes that, um, that I learned from being a 15 year old living away from home for the first time. And then um, ended up going to Des Moines, my U16 year playing for the Iowa wild triple a team there. That's probably the most hockey I've ever played. I played 42 games out of like 60 that year, I think. Wow. Um, Big year for traveling you. from. Oh yeah. We were, and we were playing in two leagues. We were playing in the two one elite league, which was a lot of the Midwest teams. And then you had yeah. Texas teams, Colorado teams. I'm sure you know all about that. And a lot of the viewers do too, but we were also playing an ECEL, which is what the team was. Cause it was only like a third year team or second year program. So they were in the East coast elite league. So we were having to fly to Boston and New Jersey and Connecticut every single weekend towards the beginning of the year. At one point during Christmas, we had a 22 hour bus trip from Des Moines to Connecticut because the plane flights were like $1,500 a seat. So we obviously oh, weren't going to be doing that, but, uh, and then luckily, I actually, um, I didn't think it was going to be the best thing at first, but my senior year, um, because of I, my junior year, I let my grades slip quite a bit, um, thought I was getting a little big for my head, playing quite a few games, and thought I was going to the show at that point, forgot about the things that actually Don't mattered. Don't we all? And yeah, ended up getting pulled home for my senior year to play for our high school team here in the Quad Cities, the Quad City Blues, which is a great place to play, and Kind of wish I would have done it all four years once I came back my senior year, just because of how fun it was to rekindle with all the kids that I played back starting hockey with. Um, and now I actually have a freshman brother that's playing for the team, making his way up the ranks too. So that's kind of a short story long of the ranks. I played in a lot of places. I think there was a seven-year streak where I played for seven teams in seven years, so kind of a suitcase. <laughs> but um, enjoyed every step and learned a lot everywhere I went. So yeah that's uh that's a <laughs> oh that, that was perfect like obviously like grow like you obviously love the love the sport now so it's just good to hear like the come up story and just like w that you're a forward before because i was a forward all the way up until i was 18 actually and before switching to goalie so like it's just cool to hear those stories just go wanting to go from scoring goals and sniping goalies to being the one in the net trying not to get sniped 100 percent it's uh at some point it's not the most fun now but i mean i wouldn't trade it for anything yeah absolutely and like youth hockey is always a blast when you're just growing up and like there's nothing to worry about like living <laughs> stress-free the parents are driving to the road trips everything like that 
So, like, what were some of your favorite memories growing up, like, playing youth hockey? It's got to be the hotel mini hockey matches. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big proponent of that. I was the one that would always bring the nets. I had the sticks. I always made sure we had enough if uh, somebody didn't bring their own. I mean, when it comes to minor hockey, that's got to be the big thing, getting yelled at by hotel receptionists because you're making too much noise in the hallway. We actually had some lady in uh, St. Louis, I remember. We were making a ruckus in one of her uh, second floor halls, and she ended up opening, like, a full conference room, like, Normally, people would just be like, scram off, kids, go to your rooms, or I'm going to call your parents. This lady, like, straight up opened up, like, a big, like, ballroom just so we could play mini hockey. And go from that's going kinda... in trouble to living the luxury life right there. Literally, we were like, we were like, can this lady just be at every single hotel we go to now? <laughs> but, I mean, on top of that, the buses, I mean, everything comes down to the guys. I mean, I yeah. love the game so much, and I love playing the game, but it's the people that are around it that really makes it what it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's like like we said, like that's everything it it comes to is just obviously the love for the game and then just being with the guys and like just chilling in the locker room with them after practices, the road trips, the bus trips, like everything like that. It all comes comes together and like it, it makes everything even better. Like even if you're going through like a tough streak, just like being with the boys, like that's the best part. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Best of the be- best of the best times and lows of lows sometimes, but everybody's yeah. together. Yeah, absolutely. But like you went from being in Chicago and Illinois to going to Omaha to going to Iowa for the wild AAA teams. Like what what were the different things that you learned throughout those years that really helped like develop your game to a whole new level? So in in Illinois, when it, especially when it came to jumping up to that AAA level with the Fury, um, the speed is one thing that I really had to um, kind of adapt to. Cause I never really had any full-time goalie coaching as a kid. I went up, I played for a summer team called the Minnesota Mavericks. Um, that was great to me. I played every single summer, three, four tournaments for them up in uh, Albert Lee, Minnesota. And then eventually at the Shattuck St. Mary's ranks. And they were huge on my development during the summer. Um, but that was, other than that, there were, and going to some mega goaltending clinics when we were up in Minneapolis, there really wasn't any like goalie coaching um it was more just watching the nhl and trying to emulate guys like my favorite guys were mark andre Fleury, big reason why we're number 29 um carrie price was a guy that i always loved a lot to watch and then jonathan quick those were kind of the main three that i would watch and just kind of emulate their game and try to do what they did in practice um and with the fury in chicago playing with a lot of good players which we ended up having multiple players on that team go and play at the major junior level or at the collegiate level just playing against them and having to adapt to way better players when before I was just playing double A or Iowa hockey, which we had good players, but nothing, not like the whole team being able to pick one over your shoulder at any point and playing against guys like Brady Kachuk back in the day. And um, there's lots of names that that I could mention, but um, that's kind of the biggest thing for that year was adapting the triple A game and the speed, getting my movements a little bit more, um, a little longer, a little quicker, stuff like that. Trying to be a little, be a little bit bigger that way too. Just because I was a little bit all over the place, kind of Dominic Hasek yeah. style, just a tall goalie that kind of flung around and somehow made the saves at the yeah. beginning. Um, Omaha taught me a little bit um, of adversity, I would say. Um, going there was thinking that I was going to be kind of 
because they had a U16 team that was number two in the country. When I was go- going in there thinking I'd be able to go up there and take that top spot, the year really did not go the how I planned. Uh, it's probably the worst I played, I would say, in the years I played goalie. Um, so that really taught me to keep going and not give up. Like I was obviously stuck at Omaha. Yeah. There wasn't anywhere I could hide or go. And I was having a bad season, not playing much, but all I could do was show up to practice every single day, yeah. keep trying, try to be positive. And so that was a big learning year for that. And then I would say Des Moines, there's two things that one thing is it taught me to grow up. First of all, like I said, I brought up the grades. I got a little cocky. I was worrying about a little too much hanging out with the boys. There's a good balance. You got to be able to balance it, especially in high yeah. school. But I mean, so I, I learned a lot that way as well as um, playing 42 games in a year. You got to keep your body healthy. You got to be working out a lot. You got to be stretching. You got to be performing in practice every single day. So the team has confidence in you in games because they know you're going to be starting. So that was kind of two things. I mean, being 16, it almost was like a mini like pro camp. I want to say like a one season pro camp where like I was playing AAA as a youth, but like I was kind of getting taught like, Oh, you got to take care of other stuff off the ice. Kind of like a pro does. Yeah. And, you got to be able to take care of your body playing a lot of games, kind of like a pro does too. Um, and then but I would say my senior year just kind of taught me to love the game and love hockey again, rather than trying to be the first goalie from Iowa to be drafted or the first goalie from Iowa to go blah or do whatever. Like I was always had this ego because leaving the quad cities now, there was only a few guys. One of them actually is in the NHL uh, farm system now, Luke Toporowski with the Providence Bruins. Um, I was always wanting to be right in line with those type of guys. Yeah. And my senior year brought me back down to earth and kind of taught me more. I just love the game and enjoy it for what it is. And ended up getting to go play juniors for a couple of years after that. So that was positive too. Yeah. And like when, when you go back to like the, the roots of like, just keeping it simple, just doing the basic stuff and like really, dialing in like the love of the game again like your whole career changes then because you actually enjoy going to the rink every day putting the extra work going for uh three four or five gym sessions in a week or whatever it is and then just uh it just makes you fall in love with the game even more and like at an even stronger love for the game 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. learn you gotta learn how to grow up and become a man and like i said still show up with the same love for it every day yeah, it, it, exactly. But then after your youth hockey experience, you go on to juniors in the NA3HO with the Peoria Mustangs. So like what what was that journey like and what really what got you into the Peoria Mustangs organization? So Peoria reached out, I want to say halfway through my senior year playing for the Blues just cuz they're only about an hour and a half away from us in the Quad Cities. Yeah. Uh, so they're actually their coach the, the year that I was playing my senior year reached out and I ended up going up there and practicing with the team my senior year um, for, I want to say four or five, maybe at least a month. I went up and practiced with them towards the end of the year before playoffs. I really liked me. I ended up signing me to a tender. Um, I was still going to plan on trying to go to some all camps that summer to try to go to the next level, but it was good to have that because it was such a great organization. They ended up doing a lot of coaching changes over the summer and went to camp not knowing the coach um still knowing a little bit of the organization but um played really well in camp ended up making the team had a pretty dang good year we had three really good goalies in peoria and a really solid team 
Um, and we all played pretty well at just when it came to playoffs, it came down to, we were all playing pretty much the same where they had to go with the veteran that had played the year before. So it totally made sense, but had a good year at a nine seventeen through played 17 games in junior, um, learned how to play against men because there's 20 years old and I was only, there's 20 years old, 20 year olds in that. And I was only 18 at that point. So it was a really good year and I loved it there. There was great people. I got to skate with the Rivermen once a week too in the SP because they opened that up to us because Guy Trudell's big integral yeah. into Peoria, which is why I would recommend Peoria and the Mustangs to any player coming up through minor league hockey. It is fantastic organization, great facilities. Um, they treat you just like the pro team in town as well as bringing you to booster dinners and including you and coming down to the locker room, hanging out with SB guys and even getting to practice with them, stuff like that. So I really regret not staying there and um, leaving to go to the U the USP um, because I really think that my second year could have gone really well in Peoria, but uh, yeah. ended up, ended up getting roped into going out to Ohio. So um, 2020 hindsight, yeah, but like, yeah, what, what was it like? What was it like, like practicing with uh, the SPHL team when you're playing the NA three, NA NA three, and then you get to go practice with the SP team? It was awesome. I mean, obviously, these guys got an extra zip to their shots, like we see yeah. now with the guys that we're playing against in practice every single day, or you every single day, maybe be not every <laughs> single day, but um, but yeah, I mean that. But the biggest thing was the um, goalies that were there, especially Peter DeSalvo were yeah. so welcoming Mad I mean, dog. Were the two pro goalies there i forget i wish i knew the other guy's name i'm gonna i feel like a jerk not remembering it um I, I would find it quick if i looked it up but um it was in 2016 or 2017 18 but um both of them were just so welcoming i mean they were it was their practice they were the two goalies i was just some punk kid from the junior team in town that wanted to come skate and see some pro shots and get some extra ice time and they couldn't have been more welcoming. They weren't angry about giving up the net at all. They were teaching me stuff. DeSalvo let me use an old pair of his Brian's pads to see if I liked Brian's one practice. I mean, just stuff like that. I sat right between them in the locker room. Like, it was the coolest thing ever just to see how those guys operate because they're a championship program and a championship yeah. style. Mess. I think two years ago they won it. So, yeah. I mean, guys like, I mean, Hageman um, was in the locker room at that point. Dave Shinensky, the head coach of the storm was the captain of that team. So saw him in the locker room as a player before he came to my hometown to coach our team. So it was a super cool year. Not along with that, but we just had a super cool group of guys that kind of welcomed everybody in and made it a good experience. And we, we had a team that could have gone a long ways. We just didn't have the bounce, the bounces go our way. Yeah. And like that, that's a whole, another great experience is just learning from the pro guys and just being how welcoming they are. And like, mm -hmm having like teaching you stuff and like not not or and having you take the net over for for a couple of shots whatever it was and them like actually like being welcoming and everything like it just gives it a whole nother feel and like you just feel more welcome than 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 it would if you didn't have that experience yeah i, I attribute a lot of the play style that i use today to a lot of the stuff that DeSavo taught me on the ice when i was practicing yeah. with him with the government I mean, that's crazy how much he was able to teach me. That's proves why he's a goaltending coach now up at St. Scholastica and with uh, mega goaltending up in Minnesota. I mean, he's just, he's good at what he does. He was great. He was great in the net. I'll tell you that for sure. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. But then after that year in Peoria, you went to the USPHL premiere with the Worcester Oilers. Like, what was that experience like? You only got two games, but I'm sure it was a it was a, lear- a learning experience, and like you, I'm sure you learned a lot from that. Yeah, it wasn't the best year at all. Um, went in that year really thinking that I was going to be um, going up to the NCDC. Thought that I was going to be able to crack that roster. Ended up not happening. Started down with Worcester. Um, played a couple games with them. I didn't think they went too bad. Um, didn't play my best for sure. But, I mean, it was kind of like we had a developing team, kind of a young team. Um, ended up getting a little bit heavy into the booze that year myself um in the um billet house so that ended up ended up becoming an issue with the team um they didn't that was one of the guys in the house didn't like it became an issue with the team so we ended up parting ways after a couple games just because i wasn't enjoying it there as well um and at that point i kind of just thought i was going to take the year off and go into hockey the next year and that's when COVID happened (laughs) so you know there's really i mean it's it was really only about a month and a half in Worcester. It was a um, cool place to be. A lot of good guys there. It just really didn't match up like I thought it was going to. I think staying in Peoria yeah. would have been a lot better of an option for me that year, and it would have uh, suited me a lot better in the long run. But uh, 50-50 hindsight, as I said, and um, I don't think they are around anymore, which is sad because Worcester's a cool town and we got some yeah. cool people. But um, I don't think they ended up making through that year either. But uh, spent a lot of changes in ownership and coaches over the last few years there. But uh, I hope they end up coming back because it's a cool town to play junior hockey. Yeah. And they got a college right there. Cool little rink. And it's in a good spot right next to Toledo. And obviously right in that Cleveland area where there's a lot of players playing for the Barons and other good AAA programs and even AA high school programs in the Ohio area. Yeah, that, that's uh, that seems like a great spot to to be with uh, all those amenities and everything like that. Those facilities, like, seems like it'd be really, really su- successful. So then you, before we like dive into like your pro career here a little bit here, uh, you you obviously play ball hockey with uh, deck hockey, yeah. and you're representing Team USA. So talk a little bit about ball hockey and representing the USA with deck hockey, and just like how you got involved with all that. So, uh, so first of all, there's two types of ball hockeys in the United States, in the eastern part of the United States, and um, even a little bit down south and, and out west now. Uh, it's predominantly five-on-five ball hockey, which um, will be played on a 200 by 85 rink yeah. with a ball and a shoes, five-on-five. Excuse me. Um, and that's been the more prominent style um that's been around since i think even the 80s it was around in like pennsylvania and pit the pittsburgh area um but we have here in iowa have started um three on three which is deck hockey is what the technical term is for it um a guy named patrick lebeck played for the mallards here in the um early 2010s and um, ended up finding a home here um with his wife and brought down he's a he's uh from quebec ended up bringing down deck hockey, which is originated from Quebec. Three on three, 100 by 50 court, almost arcade style ball hockey where you get 45 shots a game for each team. You play a box or a triangle style, one tees everywhere. It can be a shot from all the way down by your own goalie. Crazy, but super fun. And it's really good off-season training. So when they brought that into town in 2012, um, I kind of got involved a little bit at the beginning. And um, because I was only 12 years old at that point, 13 years old. Um, And it wasn't until the 20, 
2013 season when our next door neighbor um, was playing on a women's team. And back then they didn't have enough goalies for women's league. So they would allow anybody that was under 13 or under to play goalie as a male for the women's team. So she's like, Oh, nice. our goalie got hurt. Can you come play with us for the last two games of the season and then playoffs? Like, oh yeah, sure. I've been wanting to try to stack hockey and that go in and end up taking this team that was last place all the way to the finals. With there we go. On the Not a big deal. So they got, that's one thing that I always cheer people at that. It's like, well, you got a women's championship. Didn't think so. I do back <laughs> in the day, 13 years old. And then, yeah, the next year I ended up getting in with uh, Patrick Levesque and his brother, Nick, who plays for the Storm now here in town um, and played for Danbury, the Hattricks, um, a couple years ago and was, has been a prominent player in the FP. Um, but ended up getting with them, played with Nick's team as a 13-year-old, 14-year-old in D1 uh, my first year, won with him. Kind of just fell in love with it from there where I kept playing every single year kept getting more and more into it every single year it grew we ended up getting two rinks more teams super high level because we actually have a lot of good hockey players around here that move here from either palmer chiropractic in town or ex mallard players or even kids i mean there's a huge hockey program here now that's yeah. built but um ended up becoming good enough and playing in our national uh tournament that we have a pro division in d1 pro division uh for five grand every year and that I was asked in 2016, my senior year, to go out to Montreal to play for the Team USA um, deck hockey team. The first year we were doing three on three ever as a as Team USA. And uh, went out there as a backup. We had a five on five goalie from out in uh, the New Jersey area, I want to say, so, uh, somewhere out east. So I went out there. I was just happy as a kid just to be on the team. I was like, I'm going to go out there, be a backup, be the coolest, like be the biggest hoorah guy on the bench ever. Oh, yeah. And huge uh, team guy. Oh, yeah. First two games ended up not going too well for our team. So I got thrust in there against Team Asia, I think was my first game. Played lights out, ended up playing the rest of the tournament um, until we lost in the bronze medal game to Italy. Um, Quebec ended up winning over Canada that year because Quebec and Canada split their own teams for some reason. But um, kept playing from there, and I love it. It's, it's the best off-season, cause a, off-season training because, A, you're out in 95-degree heat with yeah. full bowling gear sweat a lot b, gets you in shape quickly ball, yeah b the ball curves so you have to track the ball so much more and these guys can shoot yeah. 150 miles an hour so i mean so that helps and then also i mean just movement and just being stopping projectiles is what i always say yeah. during the summer as long as you're stopping some type of projectile you're getting better at goalie i always oh, say yeah. so that's a big thing about it and was able to go out to slovakia in 2018 again and uh play for another World Cup, and that was the last time we ended up playing one. Um, I'm hoping we're able to go out again in the next couple of years, but uh, there's been some changes in the organizational um, bodies that yeah. run these tournaments. So we're hoping to get back out there soon enough because I'm mitching to put on the USA jersey again. But uh, like I said, before we were getting on, we're uh, trying to figure out all the teams and stuff for this upcoming season that will be starting up hot and heavy in early April. There, there we go. Well, that, it's uh, it's really cool to see like how that started in Iowa, and now it's like a big thing, and like it's a, apparently a big thing in the world too. So that's pretty cool. To just go be be able to go to different places and go go for worlds and stuff like that, and then to put on a Team USA jersey like that doesn't get cooler than that. So like, what was it like putting that first putting that jersey on firsthand when uh, you had your first game? 
Oh, I mean, it was even before that. It was when we got him in the hotel. I was like, just seeing, because we actually had our names on the back. And I was like, is this real? Like, did I actually sick. do this? I, was, like, I spent like the whole like six months before that, like working so hard. Like, because there was a little inkling that maybe I would be able yeah. to be the selection to go. Because we have another ex-pro goalie here in town, Marty Fillion, that played, um, that was also well, more than capable to be on the team that year. But he decided to coach and um, to have me instead. So, I mean, just seeing the, name, the jersey, first of all, was, was enough. But pulling on, and especially after the game, you get your national anthem. I mean, it was crazy. And just being, it was the first time I was out of the country even. So yeah. just leaving the country as a senior in high school, I mean, was crazy. And going up to Canada just to play hockey. And so it was a, it was a really cool experience. And I really hope that I'm able to do it again at some point. Yeah, that that would be sick. I'm sure I'm sure you'll get you'll get the invite and be able to do it again sometime sometime soon and uh hopefully go win a gold medal. Heck yeah. That's the that's the plan. Always going for gold. USA all the way. Uh, yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's just that's just great. And like just uh hear the excitement. Like you're you're ready, you're dialed to go go win a gold. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean the Quebec and Canada have been holding it down the last few years. We got to steal away from it at some point. We're starting to get in ice hockey. Now we just need to start crawling it away with ball hockey a little bit too. You guys are due. Due for one. <laughs> yeah. So then you, after, after like you took a little break from, from hockey for a little bit, you began your pro career with, uh, with the MIHL's Warhawks hockey club. And that's where you first got your start last season with just, getting a couple couple practices in and feel really feeling out like the Michigan Independence Hockey League. So like what what was that experience like getting to practice, like going to the Warhawks hockey club and just overall like what was your first impression of the Michigan Independence Hockey League? Well it was good to get in the door first of all. And you could tell that there were some good players there. Um I mean we had a couple guys come down from the Elmira Mammoth that were skating with the team towards the end of the season. Um, so I forget names. I'm really bad with names because I only met them once. But also somebody from the Rockers came down and was, like, running practice one day. So there were skilled players there. And and um, Josh Parisio, um, our coach and our assistant coach in Gaylord, that's coaching us um, right now while Miles is out, is was there as well and took over the team that year as well, too. And he's a fantastic coach. Um, so it was great. And he ran the practices like a true pro practice, lots of shots, lots of pucks, lots of movement. Um, so it was kind of good to be back on the ice in a true team form again that I haven't been on in quite a while. It would have been three years at that point since I had done like a full like real team practice. Um, so it was good to get on the ice that way and at least get back in the swing of things. And um, Josh had a lot of confidence in me and wanted to get me in there. Um, but just the owner had different ideas. So. Yeah, so then you go on to uh, the Gaylord Snow for this season where you've played six games, I believe. You put up like a 2.6 goals against average. So like what was what's this first full year of MIHL action like for you and just trying to work your way up the ranks? Well, first of all, I feel like my game's been the best place it's ever been and getting yeah. better single week right now um i'm a lot more fluid with my game um, i'm a lot more confident they have a lot of confidence in me and gaylord too um with the players and the coaches and it seems to be a really good fit for a place for me to start they do a really good job of uh treating their players well and running a cool fun organization to play for um in the 
in the semi-pro level trying to get back into hockey. It's great that there's leagues like this out there. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's, I mean, we played some tough teams like Muskegon. Kalkaska has been super scrappy lately. Even um, the game I had against Blue Water um, was pretty good. And then Waterford's always a test. They always got some good shooters. So just to be playing against guys that have that high caliber shot and guys that could possibly be in the Fed. And a lot of guys, which guys on our team that have been called up to the Fed and are currently playing with the Rockers, just being with those guys and playing against them and kind of learning to play more of a pro style game rather than the U style game had to slow down a lot of things rather than like I was saying earlier with AAA, I tried to learn to be super quick because the play was so fast compared to what I was used to where you almost have to dumb that down a little bit and yeah. bring it back a little bit in pro hockey because these guys are so skilled and they're going to make that extra pass rather than shooting. So it's not the most, it's not obviously as skilled as the FP or, SP or anything above it, but there's a lot of good players, and it's a really good place to develop. I would say, I mean, other than maybe the Rocky Mountain League, it's probably the best um, developed league at that caliber so far. Yeah, I, w- I would agree as Much well. League, though. Yeah, I would I would agree as well, and like it's just great for development because you're seeing that game action. You're ha- you're seeing practices as well, so it's like you're seeing all the action, everything you need to develop and get to get to that next level. And like you have guys that play in the fed, the SP in that, in that league as well. So it's, you're seeing that, that high talent, like, like you said, and you're just able to learn from, from guys like that. And like, that's, that's also like one of the biggest things I've learned is just slowing the game down. Like, obviously like as you go up the levels, like the game gets faster and faster and you would think that you have to just get quicker and quicker, but it's actually you have to slow the game down. Cause once if you're just going to go, just say, go, go, go. Like that's when like you're over committing to shots and you're just over sliding stuff like that. But if you really slow it down, play, play simple. Like that's where you have the most success. Yeah. hundred percent. And um, especially me as a bigger goalie, I'm six foot four. I've always been a bigger goalie. Um, I thought that was something that I was lacking back in the day was speed, but the really, I mean, like I said, earlier carry price look at him prime example he makes it look like in the net that he's not trying almost because he yeah. makes it look so easy you the more you move the more holes you're opening up yeah especially as a big guy so guys that are a little bit smaller and quicker are able to move better in net it just makes sense more mass you're obviously going to be sucked down by gravity i mean it just physics and all that i'm not a physician obviously look at me but um i mean it just all makes sense so as a bigger goalie the less you move the more space you take up the less they're going to get yeah. scored on like, i mean the only i mean all these crazy saves where guys are diving across the net or or flopping around and getting a crazy stick behind them on i mean those are super cool plays but the only reason they're making those saves is because they're out of position yeah and if you want to be a successful goaltender in the pro ranks like I watch, I go and I regularly watch the storm here in the Quad Cities when I can in the SP, and I watch their goalies the whole time. I don't even hardly watch the play, and you just have to be so consistent and not you gotta not be letting in those goals that where you're out of position, or else you're gonna not last long in those leagues. Yeah, and it's just more of the the simple the better. You're not doing these long long movements. It's just short movements, quick movements, and like precise movements where it's really gonna. Be, be simple and just just that's that's where your game excels at at that level is just the simplicity and just going back to the basics right a lot more puck tracking that's for sure that as yeah. well I mean, you gotta make sure you're 
every single rebound. If you pop that thing right back out in the slot, you got guys that can tuck that right under the bar, no problem. Yeah, exactly. But uh, like you also like over the summer, like this is where we first met was at the Elmira FPHL free agent camp. So like, what was that experience like? And just getting into getting your foot foot in the door of FPHL hockey. So I kind of went to that camp a little blind. Um, I hadn't really had any contact with anybody in the FP um, other than uh, the coach of uh, Coach Simleka with Blue Ridges, who I got the invite yeah. from um, through Ryan Alves, my old agent. Um, so I went out there kind of blind, only really knowing him and not exactly knowing what to expect. And I think I went out there with a lot of people not exactly knowing who I was. So I feel like I wasn't really getting watched too much because I feel like I performed really well out there. Yeah. And um, even people that I talked to that were out there um, coaching um, agreed with me. I just wasn't somebody they knew and wasn't somebody that was, I don't know, it just, it just seemed like... Uh, yeah, it just seemed like it wasn't the right place, right time. So that's when um, I decided to get a hold of Torgs because um, uh, he seemed to have all the ends with uh, the Fed, which is really I'm trying to stay in North America if I can help it. I'm not against yeah. going over to Europe at all, but it's got to be the right situation. And I yeah, did exactly. like stay in North America. Um, so now that I got him kind of pushing my name into uh, coaches and GMs, ears and head and brains at least a little bit i feel like my name's out there a little bit more than it was maybe prior um where alves but i mean alves wasn't doing anything wrong he just i wasn't i was a kid that hadn't played hockey in three years that the yeah. only thing he had to reference me off of was oh he's been practicing with the warhawks in mihl so i mean that's not on him at all it's just um he's more of the um he's more doing more of the europe stuff and he's great at sending guys out to europe and doing all that and i'm still friendly with alves 100 um but it just yeah torgs just had more of uh the fp uh connection that i want to kind of pursue instead yeah. so and it's like that's what it all a lot of it comes down to just who you know now and just uh just getting like the good the good reps and the good like good uh get and get in good with with people at the at the right time like that's that's where opportunities are going to come from 100 percent, yeah i mean you gotta as, as good as you gotta be on the ice you also gotta be a good person so yeah it, exactly but uh before we wrap this episode up like i have a few more questions for you so like what what's some advice that you give younger kids looking to get to that next level whether it be high school to college high or youth hockey to juniors college to pro like what, whatever the case may be um, I think goaltending is getting a little bit too robotic um, these days. I think guys aren't relying on their athleticism in their mind a lot more um, than they need to be. Um, yeah. I feel like goalies, not superstition, but you should have a routine where you're yeah. able to get yourself in a mindset before every single game where you almost flip that internal trigger, whether, <laughs> excuse me, whether it's a practice or a game, you always, I don't know if you've ever read the goalie mind books about being in flow. Yeah. You always want to, you're always pursuing that flow. So you always want to make sure you have a routine. You're treating every single practice like it's a game. That way you're able to perform at the top level. Yeah, that, that, that's that's huge. And like the routine part is especially big because like you're able to identify that you're whether that like outside outside life other than hockey and then like when it's game time and practice time, like you have to flip that switch and forget about everything that's happening 
in the outside world and you just kind of focus on that practice, that game, and just do whatever you can to give your team the best chance to win. Every time you touch the ice is an opportunity to get better at something. I even tell my brother who's a freshman in high school that that's a forward. Yeah. Every single time you hop on the ice, it's, it's an opportunity you can work on. <clears throat> even if it's not the best practice, focus on something you can get better at every single day. Yeah, exactly. One one percent better every day. Sorry about that. I've been sick the last week or so. <laughs> now you're all good. But uh, the la- last question I have is mindset's obviously a huge part in goaltending. So, like, what what is your was your consensus on mindset and just like what do you do to help get into that mindset when you have to perform? Um, like I said, big thing is having a routine, not superstitions like right pad on first, left yeah. pad on. Have a don't just go show up to the rink. I mean, obviously, I mean, one big thing that I learned throughout the ranks was I used to be the goalie that showed up and didn't talk to anybody before the game. Don't do that either. Don't be the goalie that is completely in his own world. Interact with your teammates, play a little bit of ball if they're playing ball with them. Yeah. Part of the team still before, but have your stretching routine, have your foam rolling routine, your little I don't do the balls, but some guys do the balls on the wall um, routine if they want. But and then I go before after I'm done with all my stretching, I always go and I sit in the stands and I have the same three songs that I listen to that almost tricks. I learned this from Eric Levine that played for the Rivermen back in the day is now one of the coaches for the Rivermen. He had three songs that he purposely made sure that he would never hear outside of any place other than before hockey games. So I have those three songs. Um, I got Warriors Call, Avenge Seven or Avenge Seven Folds, um, what's it called? Nightmare. And then um, what's it called? Many Men by 50 Cent. Those three songs are the three songs that like trick my brain into like, oh, it's time to perform. It's time for hockey. Listen to those songs, do some visualization on the ice. And then I always do a little bit of eye training techniques. That's something that I never knew before. I saw like Connor Hellebach doing it before games where you train the eyes, you get them because the eyes are muscle just as much as any yeah. other part of your You need to get those warmed up too, or else you're not going to be able to track the puck, especially like you need to when guys are flinging them at you at 95 miles an hour. <laughs> so yeah. that's a big thing. Like I said, it's routine, 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 not superstition. But routine, have a routine, treat every single practice like it's a game, every game like it's a practice. Everything should be the same every single time you get on the ice. Yeah, exactly. I I, I love that routine. Like this, that's <laughs> pretty much the same thing for me. Just get to the rink, maybe have like a tea or something before and then get into like lunges, dynamic stretching and then <laughs> play a little play a little sewer with the boys. Can't can't go wrong with that. And then just and then just dial it in, throw throwing the earphone in the in the headphones, and uh, then it's go time and time time to perform. One other thing I'll add as well is be competitive in warm ups. Yeah, people to people, I I'm not. I'll be the first to admit I'm not a fan of warm ups. If it were my choice, I'd go out there ten shots to the glove, ten shots to the blocker, and I'd be good to go. That's what I do with ball hockey. <laughs> which maybe isn't the best thing, but still ball hockey is a completely different thing. Yeah. It's a different sport in a way, but treat Pratt. I mean, you don't want to get scored on in warmups because you don't want to get just as much. You don't want to get scored on during a game. So be competitive in warmups, get that competitive edge going right as you step on the ice for a game. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's warmups game, just do, just be competitive. And because if you're competitive, you give your team a good chance to win. 100%. Yeah, show the confidence too. Guys can see it. If you got yeah. a confident goal, the whole team knows that they're going to feed off of that. Oh yeah, people, and they they trust you then. For a reason. 
Yeah, but Zach, it was great having you on the on the podcast. I I'm really glad that you're able to take some time out of your day to to come on. So I really appreciate your time, and I want to wish you the best of luck going forward with the Gaylord Snow, and hopefully see you in uh, the FPHL soon. Thank you very much. I just uh, want to say again how much I appreciate you having me on, and uh, people like me uh, playing, trying to work their way up, giving them a platform to share their story and get their name out there. It's super cool. I look forward to watching the rest of what you put out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's awesome just hearing these stories. Heck yeah. It's always a good time. Love talking hockey with the boys. It's uh, one thing I've known uh, fully since I was a little kid.